Welcome to the truth about network marketing. Are you ready? And welcome back to the truth about network marketing. This is Coach Miguel, your host, and you are listening to episode number 38. Today, we're going to be talking about when should you go full-time in your network marketing business? When should you do it now? So you have done it already. That's another good question as well. When should you do it? Maybe when you hit your first $500 a month, $1,000 a month, $3,000 a month. I know that most people think, oh, well, you know, I need to wait until I make enough money uh, to replace my current income right now. You know, you probably have a job, full-time job, part-time job, whatever it is that you do. You're a nurse, you're a teacher, you're an engineer, you're a doctor, whatever it is that you do, you might want to wait until... You know, you have that money, that much passive income from your network marketing business to replace that and then jump in full time. That's what most people think. Well, I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Okay, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, It's been a while, by the way. It's been about two weeks, I think, since um, uh, I did the uh, the last episode, episode number 37. I think we talked about how to get your team motivated and fired up. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been a busy few weeks, had a few trips, had some family over, and uh, my schedule has been all over the place. So I know there's no excuse. I'm still working on things. I'm still working on how do I stay as disciplined as possible. It's been real tough, man. I got to tell you, it's um it's a challenge. It's a big, big challenge. But anyways, I'm glad to be back here um, with another episode to bring you the truth about network marketing. So... To get started with this topic, when should you go full-time in your network marketing business? I kind of need to go back and uh, tell you how I did it. Now, what I did, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what I did so that you do the same thing. You got to figure out if it's the best option for you or not. But it's important to look at every single little detail, okay? And make it an educated decision. An educated decision is not something that uh, it, it, it's not something that you just look at for a second and then make a decision right away. You want to educate yourself on all angles, right? You want to look at every single little detail, not every detail, but most details, and then make a decision right away, okay? But, you, so, so here's the thing, right? When I first started in business, forget about network marketing, when I first started in business, one of the things that happened to me is that I didn't know how to make decisions, right? I would take forever, I would think about it, I would tell people, oh yeah, I gotta go think about it. Somebody would offer me a, 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 an opportunity or a course or a mentorship or something. It's like, ah, okay, good, I got all the information, I gotta go think about it. And I would never jump into anything. I would take months and months and days and, and I wanted to look at every little single detail, right? And that's a big mistake. That plus, of course, the fear of, oh, I could lose money here, right? That plus the fear, then I never made any decisions. That's a big mistake. Then I learned that I had to go make some decisions. So I did the opposite. I started just making decisions for the heck of it without even looking at the information. And then I just started making decisions, but I started making the wrong decisions. Right, so then I started making a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. I got in a little bit of trouble uh, financially because I made some investments that were not the right investments. 
And it's not really that I made a decision fast, it's that I made a decision fast without looking at all the details. So making an educated decision is making, excuse me, whoa, oh my goodness, I kind of, um, um, <coughs> I don't know what happened. <coughs> I almost died a little bit right there. Um, making an educated decision is making a decision fast, but looking at the most important details of it, right? If you stay stuck looking at every little detail, you're never going to move and you're never going to make a decision. Therefore, you're going to be stuck in the place that you're at right now. If you want to get out of that place that you're in, you need to start, you need to start making decisions, but you need to make them the smart way, right? So when I started my first business, my first network marketing business, um, I quit my job. I didn't think. I was all passionate about, you know, I, I, went, to, I went to school, I went to uh, uh, the University of Texas in San Antonio to study electrical engineering, right? I'm an electrical engineer by a simple title. It's a simple title for me now, honestly. I'm not, I don't like talking crap about engineering because engineering is kind of cool. And all my friends, most of my friends, a lot of my friends are engineers, right? So I'm not saying that engineering is bad, it's not. We need engineers, we need doctors, we need teachers, we need police officers, we need those things. It's just not for me. But I went in it because I was lost. Back in high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And there were two things that I like a lot. Number one, I like numbers, right? I'm, I'm a numbers guy, I'm, I'm a math guy. I love numbers, I love problem solving. And number two, I like money. <laughs> right? I don't know about you, but I like money. So when I was in college, I'm like, oh, I guess I need to figure out something that I can do. I like money. I like numbers. Okay, so what can I, well, I guess, what, what can I do with numbers that will make me a lot of money? You know, one of my friends came up to me and said, hey, you should be an engineer. You know, engineers look at numbers and, 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 and we make good money. And I'm like, engineering, numbers, money, let's do it. So I went to school for engineering and I did all five years, four years, five. It took me five years actually to graduate with a bachelor's. Would have taken me two, it would have taken me four if I didn't really do three years of associate's degree. Big mistake again, doing an extra year for nothing. But lesson learned. So I went to school for engineering, had a great time, got a good grades. That's a topic for another day. Um, not because I was smart, but because I was, not because I was book smart, but because I was street smart. Now, I'm not talking about copying. I never cheated. None of that. Might have cheated a few times, maybe. I don't know. I forgot. You know, college years. I think we've all done it. Not everybody, I guess. I'm not going to say you've done it. I've done it. I just don't remember much. Um, but more than anything, I went to school and... I did all five years and I decided to become an engineer, graduate as an engineer, and then pick up a pretty cool, awesome job as an engineer. So there goes Miguel. Back then I was just Miguel, not Coach Miguel. And, you know, I, I get an awesome job. A few months in, I realized I hated it. Hated it with a passion. Hated it with a passion, with a big, big passion. I didn't like what I was doing. I was stuck in one little cubicle and, you know, doing a lot of soldering and I just hated it. I really did hate it with a passion. 
So then I realized I wanted to do something else and I'm young. I had saved a little bit of money because at least it was paying me good money. At least it was paying me good money. And then I came across network marketing and I fell in love with it so much with the idea. And I just loved the idea of being my own boss and doing my own thing. And I felt like it was like the perfect calling at the time, right? I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted to do it and I just became so obsessed with it that I decided to quit my job. So I quit my job. I said, no, thank you. I left. I had already uh, some, some type of, you know, some money saved in my account uh, because of, you know, I was getting paid real well. And I decided to quit my job and I went all in. I went all in, all in. No income coming in anymore. Now I depended on what? On my business. That's what I depended on. I depended on my business. My business had to make me money. The sad <laughs> reality was that from 2013, since I quit my job and I went all in in my business, all the way to 2016, I made no money whatsoever. Zero. I'm talking about zero. Actually, I was freaking negative 200 because, you know, in order for you to be in the business, you have to order, you know, you have to order some products and all that stuff. So every month I had to order products and I would make no money. So forget about zero. I was freaking negative. And is this something that I recommend for people to do? Here's the answer. It depends. It depends. Do I recommend people to, 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 to quit their jobs and, and go in their network marketing businesses the same way that I did it? It depends. It doesn't depend on your situation, by the way. I was talking to somebody yesterday, I think yesterday, um, and we were talking about, because she was asking me, hey, how, um, how do you do it? I was like, well, you know, I, kinda, I was kind of telling her the same story that I'm telling you right now. It's like, oh, well, you know, in 2013, I quit my job. I went all in. Three years go by. I make no money. Then I learned about a pretty awesome strategy that's called attraction marketing on automation. I didn't know that it was called attraction marketing on automation. No one ever called it attraction marketing on automation. I'm the one that gave it that name. Just someone came and kind of taught me some stuff. And, uh, you know, I learned how that worked and I started just becoming really good at it. And I started getting, you know, becoming an expert at it. And because of that strategy, I started making a little bit more money and a little bit more money, a little bit more money. Two years later in 2018, I hit, uh, I built a seven figure business, right? So it took me from 2013 all the way to 2018 to build a seven figure business. It took me about five years. So here's the thing though. That's how I did it. Do I recommend other people to do it? Not everyone. Not everyone. At the same time, I want you to look at, I want you to look at, I want you to study the situation, right? I was 23 years old in 2013. I was 23. And I had a little bit of money. Single guy, no kids. Right? So I'm young. I'm single, I have no kids, no responsibility other than myself. But that's not really what you should wait because some people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm a parent and I have three kids, you know, so I don't have, I don't have the liberty that you had back in 2013. Now, is that a, um, I, I guess that, that that's a little bit of a push for me as well. Like it, it was kind of a, a plus, right? It, it was, it was, it, it was good, I guess, to not have kids because, I don't have to worry about anybody else. 
at the same time, having kids gives you this extra push, right? But anyway, that's not something that we should count. Here's what we should look at, okay? Here is the actual, the real answer to this question. When should I go full-time in your network marketing business? It depends on who you are as a person and how you learn. That's, that's, that's the answer that you're looking for. I don't want you to look at your situation. I don't want you to look at how many kids you have. I don't want you to look at your situation. You have a mortgage and it's you know $5,000 because you live in this awesome, amazing big house. And, uh, and, and you have houses and boats and, you know, like, I don't want you to look at that because you could look, you could compare yourself to me and be like, oh, well, you know, easy for you to say, coach, you have no kids, you have no mortgage, you have no uh, wife, husband, you have no one to take care of by yourself. And if you're going to do that comparison, of course, you're going to be like, well, you know, I, I need to wait until I make enough money in my business so that I can quit my, you know, my job. But that's not what you should be looking at. You should be looking at who you are as a person and what motivates you. Let me explain. Let me explain what, that, what I mean by that. Look, before network marketing, I was actually a, uh, a soccer coach. I started my own little nonprofit organization. I was, the, I was everything, right? I was the president, the vice president, the secretary, the treasurer, the uh, coach. Uh, I was the the person that would uh, handle all the t games and times uh, and the dates and, and, and the location for all the games. So I had this little uh, 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 league, a uh, nonprofit organization. It was a little kid soccer club, right? And there's something that I learned, something very valuable that I still, that it taught me so many things and I still, you know, I still use it today. What I learned is this. I learned that every kid that I was coaching, I was coaching little kids at that age, I think at that time they were like maybe 12, 13, 14 years old, maybe, maybe not so, maybe don't, maybe not that little, right? But I was, uh, I was coaching little kids at that age. And something that I learned about these kids is that not everyone learns the same way. Look, I've always been this, not always, right? But, but I, um, created this version of me that's that's the really tough guy straight to the point no bs no fluff let me just tell you straight hey this is why we have the truth about network marketing right i was gonna i was gonna call it the fucking truth about network marketing but you know one of, one of my employees said hey you know we might get into trouble with spotify and blah 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 they may not accept it so i guess i gotta get rid of that word so i'm a very blunt kind of guy that's the person that i created that's the person that i like and the reason I'm that way is because the people that I look, that, that, that I, when I was a little kid, I was a crime baby. I would cry about everything, right? I would fall down and cry. One of my friends got hurt, I would cry. I remember playing soccer and uh, one of my friends got fouled, I cried. I used to cry all the time. And I remember looking at, like, I remember looking at uh, uh, soccer. I don't know if you're into soccer or not, but back in the days, there was this uh, German uh, keeper. That I used to, like, I was in love with this guy, right? And uh, his his name was Oliver Ken. You might want to go check him out. Oliver Ken, uh, K H A N, and he was my idol. He was like, man, like I would wanna be just like this guy. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now. Back to the show. 
And if you go do your research, go do some YouTube videos about Oliver Kahn. This guy was a tough, kind of asshole-ish guy. But he was tough. He was scary. He was scary, right? And the people that I would look up to when I was a little kid were people that were quote-unquote tough, you know? At least on the outside, they would be like, oh, yeah, like in your face. I remember my soccer coach was, man, he was an asshole, he was loud, and he was so scary, right? Um, and even though he would make me cry and I was so scared of him, I still um, looked up to him, just like Oliver Kahn. There was another player, uh, I was born in South America, in Lima, Peru, there was another soccer player that I, uh, that, that I would love, I would follow him, and his name was Puma Carranza, right? So P-U-M-A. Carranza, C-A-R-R-A-N-Z-A. You might want to go to YouTube and, and check him out. Same guy. He was a defender, and he was just a tough guy. He would get in your face. He was just no fear. Like, at least that's what they showed, right? We can talk another day about, oh, well, but they really had fears and this. That's for another day, okay? But they showed the, the personality was like fearless. Don't get in my face. Don't mess with me. And because I was such a fragile, fragile little kid and I was a crying baby, I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be tough, right? So every person that I had around my life, my soccer coaches, my mom, my mom was my mom was a tough mom. And even though like growing up, I, I didn't hate my mom. I love my mom, right? But I just hated that she was so tough, right? Um, I, I looked up to my mom because I was like, man, my mom is a tough woman, right? So the people that I look up to when I was a little kid were like, tough, like the tough, tough people, right? And even today, I like the tough guys. I like the, uh, you know, the, the, the tough guys. I'm not going to make a list, right? I have a whole list of them. So I grew up being this quote unquote tough guy, or I turned into a tough guy because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be mentally strong, right? I didn't want to, I wanted to stop crying. I wanted to stop being a crying baby, crying about every little detail, right? So that's what I, that's who I looked up to and that's who I became, okay? So now, years later, when I started my soccer club, guess what? I became a tough coach as well. The same coach that I had, that's who I became, right? And I was this tough coach, like always in, in the kids, always pushing them, keep going. You know, they started crying. It's okay, keep crying, but they may keep going, you know? So, and I realized something. I realized that some of the kids that I was coaching, they were motivated, you know? They just got motivated. They were like, they would get pissed off. They would get mad at me sometimes. They would cry, but damn it, they would perform. But I also realized that other kids wouldn't perform, you know? So through mistakes and trial and error, I learned that every kid learns differently. And I learned that some kids, I would literally, you know, I'm talking about 11, 12, 13 year olds. The best way, let's say that they're having a bad game, bad soccer game. The best way to get them to perform was literally to get in their face and tell them, if you don't perform, I'm going to sit you down and you're not going to play for the rest of the game. Right? Wake the butt up. And by the way, yes, I did get the approval from the parents. Some parents would be okay with me talking to their kids that way. So don't worry about it, right? This was not me. But I would cuss at even some of them. Not in a mean way, not in a sense, like, fuck you, you're nobody, you're nothing. No, 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 not that way. In a very uplifting way, but in a tough way, right? And they would perform. So that's what they needed. 
just like me. That's what I need. I need that somebody yelling in my face, telling me to wake the fuck up, telling me to get to fucking work, telling me that, uh, you know, uh, uh, shaming me sometimes. Like, that's what I, that's what motivates me. Now, if you bring somebody, somebody else who's just going to give me a little pat in the back, like, oh, good job, coach. Good job, Miguel. You're doing great. That's not going to work for me. That's not going to work for me. That's not how I learn. That's not how I perform. That's not how I like to learn. Okay? But not everybody's that way. As a matter of fact, many people are the other way. So I learned through coaching these little kids that other people learn differently. Other kids, I learned that I had to go and have a cool, relaxed conversation with them. I would pull them out of the game, you know, because they're having issues. And I would literally just sit with them. The game is still going. Everybody still, uh, is still going and, and, and kicking and screaming. And there I am, Coach Miguel, sitting down and, hey, man, is everything okay? How are you, man? What can I do to help you? So you're doing great. You're doing great. You're going to do fine, man. You're going to do great. Just give your best. And I had to like really slow down my voice and I had to talk to other kids differently. Because if I was going to turn into this like, oh yeah, straight to the point. Come on, man, pick it up. Damn it, pick up your damn thing. They would shut down and cry. Not everyone learns the same way. And that's something that I learned somewhat early in my 20s. So... Because of that experience, I learned who I was. And this is real. This is the answer to this question. When should you go full-time in your business, in your network marketing business? I had to go all in. That was me. Why? Because I work better when my back is up against the wall. I work better when there's pressure on me. When there's pressure, oh my God, man, I shine. I'm a... I'm a God. That is when I perform, when there's pressure, when somebody's yelling in my face, when I have all this pressure in the world and I got a million things to do. When I have nothing to, I get bored. I'm like, God, ah, you know, let's say that I only have one task. I'll never do it because there's no pressure. I work better with pressure. I work better when there's somebody in my face spitting in my face. Get to fucking work. That's how I work better. So that's what I learned about me, is that that is who I am, and that is how I work. That is how I operate. But once again, not everybody learns that way. Not everybody's built that way. And there is no better or worse. There is no, oh, you know, oh, I'm better because I work good under pressure. No. Other people don't like so much pressure. So here's the answer. The answer is you got to look at yourself. And you got to look at what do you, how do you work best? When are you at your best? I'm at my best when there's pressure. When you put all this pressure on me, that's when I shine. So that's what I did. I learned that about me. So therefore, I decided to quit my job and put all this pressure on me. And here, and, and, and I want you to look at something. I want you to just look at this right here. Check it out. This is going to be like amazing. Even when I quit my job, there was not a lot of pressure. You know why there was not a lot of pressure? Because I had $80,000 in my savings account. I was 23 years old. I had $80,000. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, if, if, if I don't make any sales, I mean, I got money. I can survive. 
I can live off of uh, let, let me see what what was back in the day back in the days in a place like San Antonio is really cheap rent is cheap everything's cheap let's say a lifestyle of I don't know whatever two thousand dollars right rent food and entertainment or whatever you're young you don't really need a lot you know so two thousand dollars a month let me see what would it be eighty thousand dollars over two thousand dollars right there that's 40 40 40 week, 40 months over 12 that's 3.3 years that's exactly what it lasted me so i still even though i quit my job i still didn't have a lot of pressure and isn't it isn't it kind of sad and funny and i don't do this i already fixed this problem right because people like me you don't want to get to the point where you're rock bottom because that's what happened to me think about it i quit my job but i has i had some money in the bank and i started my business no results no results, no results, no results. It was not until I had the pressure on me, until I couldn't pay my bills, until I had to go move back to my parents' house, until I had 90 cents in my checking account, until I sold my bed because I didn't have any place, uh, um, uh, I didn't have any more money. I started sleeping on the floor. I sold my guitar. I sold my clothes. I sold a lot of stuff and I was broken, broken in every single way. No income coming in, 90 cents in my checking account. That is when I hit rock bottom. And that was the changing moment in my life. That is when I really, when I had the real pressure on me. When I had that, that's real pressure for me. That is when I made it happen. A few years later, everything turned around in 2016. A few years later, I had built a seven-figure business. All right? Now, of course, I've learned because... You know, I don't want to I don't want to get to my next level by hitting rock bottom again, right? So I've learned how to deal with that. I've learned that I don't need I've learned that I don't need rock bottoms anymore. Right? So I've learned how to how to motivate myself even more without a hidden rock bottom, all right? But I still put myself in those places where there's pressure on me. Where there's pressure on me. There's pressure to keep performing. Right? Not by losing all my money, but let me give you an example, but by investing my money, right? So every money that I make with my wife, we invest it. So there's pressure to make money next, you know, next month. There's that pressure all the time. I'm always pressuring myself. How? I don't have any money left. Let's go ahead and invest it. Invest it in property, invest it in other businesses, invest it in something else, right? I don't have to now lose all my money. I don't want to be there anymore. Right now, from moving forward, it's all going up, 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 up. But the reason I'm able to be in this place to make the money that we make, to live in the place that we live, and to do all those things is because I know who I am and I know how I operate. I know that I operate with pressure. So, my question for you is simple How do you operate? What motivates you? Is it to go, you know, steady, slow and steady? They say slow and steady wins the race. Not all the time, not always. Not always. That's a nice, beautiful little saying, uh, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, uh, no. Not with me. I don't like slow and steady. I like fast and steady. All right? So you gotta look at you and how do you operate? How do you function? How do you get motivated? All right? I was talking to uh, one of my friends. Uh, he used to work for my um, uh, the uh, the nonprofit that I had the 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 uh, little kids organization, the soccer club. 
he was another coach and and he would tell me yeah like i i i i learned i learned when somebody talks nice to me that's when he would get motivated so everybody learns differently he gets motivated when somebody's nice and calm and talks to you as a as a person as a human being i operate when somebody talks to me like trash <laughs> you know it's sad it's kind of funny it's sad but it's the truth it's a reality and i like it and that's how i operate and that's what moves me moves me i hate losing i hate when somebody beats me i hate it and that's one of the biggest motivators in my life so when should you go full-time it doesn't matter if you have kids right now it doesn't matter if you have a mortgage because that's what most people look at. Most people look at, oh, well, you know, I have a mortgage, I have this, and Coach Miguel, you didn't have that when you were, you know, 23 years old, you're single, you have, you know, you have no kids, you have no one to take care of, and blah, 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 like, that could be a good excuse. But listen, if I had kids, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. And I probably wouldn't have built a seven-figure business. I would have built an eight-figure business. You know why? Because there was more pressure. With more pressure comes more results. I had somewhat pressure, right? I had the pressure to prove other people, to prove myself. But you have kids, there's even more pressure. Because now other people depend on me. So I have even more pressure to prove to my kids, my children, that dad is going to take care of him. That dad is a great dad. And he's a great example. So, doesn't matter if you have kids. Doesn't matter if you have a mortgage. Doesn't matter if you have whatever expenses. Could be a couple thousand like the way that I had it back in, 2000, uh, in, in 2013. Could be 5K, 10K, 20K, whatever lifestyle that you, that you live. Right? What matters is how you learn. How you learn. I learn when there's pressure on me and I constantly put pressure on myself. Constantly because that's how I operate. I got to operate with pressure. I got to have pressure. I need pressure. It feeds me. Makes me feel good. What about you? What gets you to operate? What gets you success? What gets you results? What gets you to take action? You got to figure that out. And when you do, that's what you want to do. You might need a few more months to have a little savings maybe on the side. Maybe that's gonna make you feel good so that you can just focus on whatever you gotta do, right? That's what some people like to do. It's like, okay, I'm gonna have enough money, a little bit of money saved so that I don't have to worry about feeding my kids. And then once I have that, then I'll go all in. I'll quit my job and I'll go all in. You gotta figure out what works for you. If that what works for you, then go ahead. I had to make a leap of faith. I had to jump. That's all I had to do, jump. Let's go. That's what worked for me. You got to figure out what works for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This was episode number 38. When to go full-time in your network marketing business. This is Coach Miguel, your host. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. And I'll see you next time. And most importantly, I'll see you at the top. Peace out. Thanks for joining us today on The Truth About Network Marketing. Make sure to visit our website, attractionmarketingonautomation.com where you can get more information on how to build a massive duplicatable downline on automation. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. See you at the top.